Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Morning, Alan. How are you? I'm grand, Leanne, but I know there are a lot of students out there uh, who are perhaps a little bit stressed out at the moment, a little bit anxious. Are stress levels higher than usual around exam time, Leanne? Uh, absolutely. Um, I suppose it's it's the unknown, um, especially for this group of Leaving Cert students. Um, some of them haven't sat um, a big state exam before. Um, some of them have, uh, I suppose, coming through COVID and lockdowns and, and things like that. So naturally, the, the stress and the anxiety levels are going to be that little bit higher this year um, as they face into a full a set of examinations um, this year with no predicted grades being offered. Okay, I mean, let's let's look at it, boys and girls. Uh, um, do they differ in mindset, uh, or would there be a similar mindset as they approach exams? Um, look, there's 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 always differences. Um, I suppose for for girls, they they tend to do the work as they go along. Um, you know, they don't let it build up as much as boys uh, probably do. Um, boys do tend to kind of pull it out of the bag on the day of the exams. Um, so with, with study the last couple of weeks. Um, so uh, I suppose dealing with, with stress and anxiety as well, there's differences in boys and girls. Um, you know, girls are can compose themselves slightly better. And, and I suppose for boys, they don't like talking about it. Girls will, you know, quite obviously tell you that they're stressed and make it quite obvious. Whereas for boys, it, it's internal and they don't like to show other people um, if, they're, if they're struggling with stress or anxiety. Yeah, well, when it comes to people within the household then as well, what advice do you give to parents and to siblings who are not doing exams? Yeah, look, it's, it's, a, it's a stressful time for all involved. Um, and I know speaking to, to parents and guardians over the last couple of weeks, you know, it's very hard to know how to, how to support them as best as you possibly can. And um, look, bearing in mind that they're not going to be themselves um, over the next couple of weeks, I suppose that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, they might come across as, as quite short and blunt. Um, so just allowing that and allowing them the space to to just ride out the wave. Um, I think especially once the first exam is over, um, it becomes more normal. You know, it's the stress of uh, the press and social media talking about that first exam on the first morning. And I think once they have that behind them, um, it becomes a little bit easier and everyone kind of follows their own timetable then. Yeah. Uh, once the core subjects like English, Irish, maths are over, so look, there's going to be a lot of a lot of tension in the house. So just bearing that in mind, I suppose offering support as best as you can, um, and that can be different for everybody. You know, for some people it's complete quietness. For other people, they like to have noise and they like to be around other people. So it's it's just knowing knowing what each individual person wants and respecting that, I suppose. Now, I have a number of headings I want to talk to you about, uh, for example, revision, etc. But just before I move on to that, there, there will be a lot of people do a big clatter of exams in one fell swoop. And then they could have a gap for seven to ten days before they do their final exam or the penultimate exam. What advice do you give in the interim period then if there's a gap, say, of up to ten days between your, last, your second last exam and the last exam? Yeah, it's it's hard to keep the motivation and it's hard to keep the focus. Um, and and I know more and more people seem seem to have part time jobs in between as well. So the temptation to go and work and to be earning money in between is obviously going to be there as well. So it's just remembering that that final exam is just important as the first exam. Um, 
study-wise, you know, trying to give every subject the same amount of time is the most important thing. Um, You know, making sure that you don't just leave those exams till the last couple of days, that you do a little bit before you start to focus on on the first subjects like English, Irish, Maths, um, and and then kind of taking a bit of a break and then going back at it and having having the additional days to focus then on the likes of yeah. uh, PE and classics, which are, are towards the end of uh, the end of June. Okay. Now I have a number of headings. I, I grouped them together. Revision, uh, practicing mm-hmm. mindfulness, and regular study breaks. First of all, revision. What's your view on revision? Regular study breaks and practicing mindfulness. Yeah, um, in terms of revision, uh, like study, you know, I always say to students, um, less than often, um, you know, there's no point in sitting down to a subject for five hours um, because the amount of information that's actually going to go in is is small in that five-hour um, time frame. So if you're to spend, say, half an hour on a subject to move on to the next subject and you kind of go in rotation so that you make sure that, you know, you're you're optimising um, your study. Um yeah, mindfulness, like it all comes down to breathing. Um, like we all we all know ourselves, you know, even in terms of exercise, when you're not breathing properly, um, it's much harder to exercise. So everything comes back to your breath. So panic attacks, anxiety, that's all because your your breathing and your breath is telling your brain that you're you're not right and something's off. So if you can try to remember in the exams or coming up to the exams just to regulate your breathing and to practice being in the present moment, that's the most important thing that you can do. And I always say, you know, once you've gone into the exam and you've sat the exam, there's no point in in listening to people after the exam or doing a post-mortem on the exam afterwards because you can't go back. What's done is done and you just need to be able to move on. But I think the mindfulness and the breathing in the first two minutes of sitting into an exam is, is crucial. Uh, the external pressures on exams can be huge. I have a paragraph, I read it as a habit, Leanne. These can be hard to deal with, especially with family and people you respect. You need to remember that it's your life and your exam with you in control. And there are a number of points beneath the, the paragraph I have here. Would you like to share some of those with us, Leanne, please? Yeah, look, you know, as you said, everybody's unique and everybody deals with this in, in their own way. You know, we all have a fingerprint for a reason because nobody's nobody's exactly the same. So we can all give advice, but, you know, it's, it's each individual has to, I suppose, be aware of themselves and be aware of what works for them and what doesn't work for them. You know, um, for some people, it might be going out and, and hitting a ball against a wall for half an hour before the exam. For other people, it might be going for a walk or going for a run. And for other people, it's sitting in front of the book and, you know, cramming. Um, so it's, it's really just being aware of yourself. That's the most important thing. All right. Before we round off, most importantly, ask for and accept report. If you're feeling overwhelmed at the moment, you, it's good to talk, isn't it? So what advice do you give there, Leanne? Yeah, look, you know, don't be afraid to admit if you're not feeling yourself and and reach out Everybody knows who their go-to person is. Everybody hopefully does have a go-to person um, that, you know, is going to offer them the support and advice that they need. Um, you know, just use your use your network, use your support over the next coming weeks. And, and they're aware, you know, some people have been in this position before uh, with other children. For other families, it, it's a unique position. Um, 
So just make sure that the lines of communication are open, be it friends, be it family, be it teachers, um, you know, just reach out and, and don't be afraid. You know, there has been people that have been through this before and they know exactly what it is like and, and their understanding as well. And my final question is options for the future. And if you're doing your leaving, sir, getting the marks for your first preference is great, but it's not the end of the world if you don't. There are other options, Leanne, aren't there? Maybe that's the best way to round off by letting people know there's always choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and don't put too much emphasis on on getting your first choice. There's always ways and, and means around. You know, if someone had told me when I was 17 that I'd be where I am now, it was never on my radar. So for everybody, you'll always find a way and you'll always find a path. It may not be what you've put a lot of work into um, over the last couple of years and the last couple of months. Um, but you will find a way and, you know, what's for you won't pass you. So something is out there and you will find it eventually. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.